just going to invite my favourite preacher, our senior pastor, who has got not just not just the word for the day, but uh, the, the 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 vision for our year. And we're so excited that uh, as Samuel steps up and outlines what God's saying to our church for this year, but also uh, some direction about where we're going and what we're doing. So thanks so much, Mel. I'm really excited. Fantastic. Thank you so much. How is everybody this morning? It's so good to see everyone. Are we good? Jacob thought he was dying yesterday, but he's not dead. Here he is, so praise God. (laughs) Feeling better, healed, walking in the Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Cool. So it's Vision Sunday today, so I'm really excited about that. And I really believe God has given me a word for our church for the year of 2020. Uh, And not only for us as a church, but for us personally as well, as individuals. So it's not just for us corporately, but as individuals as well. And so last year, the word for our church uh, was to have a soul focus. That was the word that, that we got given for our church last year. And I just want to tell you, that's not going anywhere. That is not going anywhere. We're going to continue to build on that. Um, Because, you know, when we became Christians, when we gave our heart to Jesus Christ, we got given a new assignment. And that assignment was to reach the lost, to have a soul focus. And so all of 2020, 20, 20, 2019, uh, we prayed continuously for those people in our soul focus box. And that's still down the back there. And we, didn't, we haven't stopped praying and we will not stop praying. We'll continue to pray in Jesus' name. And, uh, and we're going to put aside a Sunday service very shortly as well where we're going to um, relaunch, not relaunch, but add to. We've got Soul Focus 2020 and we're going to add names to that Soul Focus box and we're going to keep building on that and keep praying for that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And we've seen a number of testimonies come out of that already and we're believing for more this year in the year of 2020. So we're really excited about that. Um, 2020, new year, new decade. Wow. Are you ready? New year, new decade and God has a word for us this morning. You know, many years ago in 1955, a 42-year-old black woman, exhausted from a hard day's work, refused to sit at the back of the bus where she was expected to sit because of the colour of her skin. She refused to sit there. The bus driver warned her, he said, if you don't move, I'm going to have to call the police and have you arrested uh, and that's what I'm going to have to do because of your defiance. Yet she'd had enough. She steadfastly refused to move. She was sick of being judged by the colour of her skin. Her name was Rosa Parks, and I'm sure most of us have heard of her. She was an everyday, ordinary woman. She was an unknown seamstress at that time, yet her defiance sparked a bus boycott that lasted 381 days. 381 days from her steadfastly steadfastly refusing to move. She'd had enough. And that led to successfully ending racial segregation of public facilities. She stepped out of the crowd and she made a call. And she altered the course of history in 1955. The question is, is what made Rosa Parks different from the next person? What makes Rosa Parks different from me and you? We know she was an everyday ordinary woman just going about her business, an unknown seamstress. She was just going to her job and back home again. Could we all have what Rosa Parks had that day? Could we? Could we possess what she possessed? Another couple of ordinary, everyday people were Jesus' disciples. Peter and John were both fishermen, just ordinary, everyday guys, just fishing, going about their business. And God called them. God grabbed their hearts And they gave their hearts to Jesus. They followed Jesus. They gave their lives to Jesus Christ. 
and they journeyed with Jesus as he walked this earth. They watched him die a horrific death. They watched their friend, who they thought was their saviour, die a horrific death on the cross. They saw he rose again. They believed, they had faith and they got powerfully filled with the Holy Spirit as well. Jesus said, wait here, I've got to go, but wait here until you're filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, the day of Pentecost. They accepted the mission that they had been given to advance the kingdom with the message of Jesus Christ. Sound familiar? Sounds like our mission. Sounds like our vision. They went around healing people in the name of Jesus, proclaiming the good news, speaking God's truth, until they too were arrested just like Rosa Parks. And when they were put before the council and they were questioned and challenged before the council, the council members were getting stuck into them. Ever had anybody get stuck into you? And as they spoke and answered these questions, the Bible says in Acts chapter 4, verse 13, the council members were astonished as they witnessed the bold courage of Peter and John, especially when they discovered that they were just ordinary men who had never had religious training. Then they began to understand the effect Jesus had on them simply by spending time with him. Simply by spending time with him. Standing there with them was the healed man and there was nothing further they could say. (laughs) Nothing they could say. They'd just radically healed a man in the previous chapter and the evidence was right there. It's pretty hard to argue with somebody's testimony, right? That's why we overcome with our testimony. That's why we share our faith because you can't argue with somebody's personal experience, right? He was standing right there and there was nothing they could say. Peter and John had no religious training. They were everyday, ordinary people. But what they did possess was a bold courage. That's what they had. A bold courage. What they did have was the Holy Spirit. What they did have was they were empowered by spending time with Jesus. We get to do that too. Spend time, pull away and spend time with Jesus. You know what Rosa Parks possessed that day was a bold courage. She had enough. She stepped out and made a call and she altered the course of history. The council members had to release Peter and John because there was no crime that they could actually hold them for. How cool is that? You know, God just does stuff. The Holy Spirit moves on our behalf. How awesome is that? And so they threaten them though. You know, people have their threats. The devil has his threats. He accuses us. He throws words at us. They, you know, threats get thrown at you. So they threaten them because there was nothing else they could do. And they said, we don't want you to ever teach or preach in the name of Jesus ever again. So that's what they said to them. Does it sound familiar? In our day and age, don't mention God. Don't speak to me about your Jesus. I don't want to hear about it. We don't want anything to do with this God of yours. Sound familiar? But that's the collective voice, I think. When you begin to get people on -on one-on-one personally, people don't mind. I got to, I went to pick up a bird cage. I'm turning into a crazy bird lady like Karen for some reason. And uh, I'm like, I text her, I'm like, we've got two birds and I want one. My boys have both got one, I want one. What does this mean? <laughs> she goes, if you get one more, you're definitely a crazy bird lady. Oh, like, no. Um, and uh, what did I do? So I went to pick up this bird cage, trying to shove it in the back of my car, 40 degrees heat. But anyway, and um, anyway, the lady had just had leg uh, surgery, knee construction, and she 
pulled up a, a, and she showed me and it, it, was, it was just, it didn't look good. Um, I don't know if you ever had a knee construction. It's not nice, is it? And I suppose the nurses would know what that, that looks like. I've never seen it before. Uh, but anyway, I, got, I, got, I asked if I could pray for her. And, um, you know, they don't, they're not like, get away from me. She, was, she seemed touched. She's like, yeah, that would be nice, you know, even though she didn't know, quite know what it meant. You know, collectively, people are like, we don't want to know about your God, but individually, people are open. Yeah. People are open and we need to know that. And so anyway, they got threatened by the council members and then the two disciples went to the other believers and told them what happened. And so they decided to gather and pray. You know, such an awesome response to opposition. You know, when you get opposition, it's such a good thing to just gather people and say, let's pray. You know, when I'm feeling attack against our church or against us or against our leaders, I'm like, leaders, let's pray. When we're, when we're in the office with our staff members and things are happening, we're, we're, let's stop and pray. And so the three of us, me, Adele and Dan... <laughs> One day we're going to have 20 staff members, but the three of us, we're in there and we're praying because prayer, corporate prayer, is so powerful. And this is how they prayed. Acts 4, 29. So now, Lord, listen to their threats to harm us. Empower us as your servants to speak the word of God freely and courageously. Stretch out your hand of power for us to heal and to move in signs and wonders by the name of your holy son, Jesus. And at that moment, the earth shook beneath them, causing the building they are in to tremble. And each one of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and they proclaimed the word of God with unrestrained boldness. Now, I really believe the word that God has given for us as a church for the year of 2020 and for you personally is to step out and to possess and to have an unrestrained boldness. That is the word for our church for 2020, an unrestrained boldness, that we would have the bold courage to do all that God is calling us to do, that you would personally have the bold courage and unrestrained boldness to do what God is calling you to do. Carla Dooley. Alyssa, Joyce, Adele, where's some guys? Cameron, welcome, I don't want to embarrass you. Jacob, Rob, that we would step out in an unrestrained boldness, that we would have the boldness that Rosa Parks had, that we would have the boldness that Peter and John had and all those that went before us, the spiritual giants whose shoulders that we stand upon, that we would, they, to, to, to become a spiritual giant, to be who those people were, the ones that have gone before us, that takes walking in boldness. That takes bold courage. That takes an unrestrained boldness, that we would possess and have that, that we would be bold in our faith, that we would be bold in our calling, that we would be bold in our giving, that we would be bold in our service, that we would be bold in our missions, that we would be bold even, get this, in our workplaces, that we would be bold in our workplaces that we would be bold in all that God calls us to. Amen? That we would not be intimidated and shrink back. And we're all intimidated at different times in our lives, that we would not be intimidated and shrink back. You know, God has given our church a vision, a unique calling upon our church. And I want to tell you, and I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you already know this, but our church is called. Our mission is strong. And our vision is clear. The vision that we have for our church is this. We are dedicated to advancing the kingdom of God in our city and across the world through the message of Jesus Christ. That's our vision. Sounds quite similar to 
the mission the disciples had, right? And probably any other, every other Christian on this earth to advance God's kingdom with the message of Jesus Christ. And the vision is the big picture. So that's the big picture. Our mission, we have a mission. And our mission is what we're actually doing to achieve the vision. And our mission is this. We are committed to helping people connect with God, grow in relationship, discover their purpose and fulfil their destiny. And so that's our mission. And last year, because I couldn't remember that, we broke it down into three simple words. (laughs) Connect, grow, empower. Connect, connect with God, grow in relationship, grow in relationship with each other, grow in relationship with Jesus, grow in God, even grow in relationship with yourself. You know, you've got to get to know yourself more to to be who you're called to be, to love others. So let's add that in as well. And then empowered to make a difference in the lives of others. Connect, grow, empower. Connect, grow, empower. That's who we are and what we are about. And we see that being outworked across our church currently, like we see it. Our our vision and our mission is the same throughout all our ministry areas. Our worship team, that's their vision and mission. Our catering, our welcome team, our kids' church. It's across all areas, everything in between. It's, it's all our ministry areas, vision and mission. You know, so when someone comes to our church, like you have today, and you were touched in worship, you know, you get prayed for, God speaks to you, whatever it may be, then that means we've just helped you or someone else connect with God. That means we're fulfilling our vision. And, and the setup team played a part in that. Because if we, they didn't set up, then we wouldn't be able to come here, would we? They played a part. The welcome team, the worship team, the upfront ministry team, we've all played a part to help people connect with God, which is a part of our vision. When we run our connect groups each week, we're providing a space for people to build friendships. Yeah, you can to a degree on a Sunday, but more so in a connect. We provide a space to build friendships, to, to, to grow in relationship, to grow in God, to grow in Jesus. And when we're doing that, we're fulfilling our vision. Connect, grow, grow in relationship. When we help someone to begin serving, I love this part. You're helping set someone on a journey. You're empowering them. You're helping them to discover uh, their purpose in God's kingdom. And it doesn't matter what area. Because, you know, sometimes it's God just wants to see if you'll say yes to this and then he opens another door and then he does this and then he does that. We don't know what God wants to do. But as we're doing that, we're helping empower people and then what happens is they begin to make a difference in the lives of other, other people. That means we're fulfilling our vision. When we partner with our missions organisations, we're fulfilling our vision. And we have some exciting things happening this year for the year of 2020. This year we project that we'll be giving, uh, as a church, between fourteen dollars and $15,000 to our mission partners, our mission organisations. And so that's exciting. For a church our size to be giving that much to our missions is awesome. And so our missions are Teen Challenge, Western Australia. So it's a drug and alcohol rehabilitation centre for those that don't know, uh, literally changing people's lives, uh, including myself and Jacob. Completely turned around our life. So that's one of our missions. Compassion as well. 
rescuing children, and not just children, but families from poverty. The Australian, out, the Australian Aboriginal Outreach Ministries, where we're reaching communities in the, in the back end of Australia. And then our local community engagement, where we're connecting with our community right here in Pabri. That's our mission. That's our mission. When we run our carols and, and, and we partner with other organisations in the area, our local community engagement, uh, when, we, you know, when we run our events over Christmas and Easter. And so this year with Teen Challenge, I'm just going to spend a few moments here in missions. This year with Teen Challenge, we've scheduled uh, two trips down to the centre. And so we're going to take a team of people uh, from church here, for those that are interested, and visit the centre down in Esperance. And you'll see firsthand lives being radically touched and saved and set free. Absolutely amazing. Not only that, we're going to be partnering with Teen Challenge as well. We're partnering with them with their solution seminar. And uh, this is where we were going to help serve families of uh, loved ones that are drug addicted. So we're going to be partnering with that as well. Uh, with Compassion, we support a village. For those that don't know, we support a village in Thailand. And uh, some of us have children in that village as well that we sponsor. And myself and Jacob uh, had the incredible privilege to, to visit, not that village, not our village. We're still trying to secure a trip where we can take our church to visit that village. The issue is it's, it's in a remote area. And so we're still working on it. But we got to visit another project in Thailand. And you're not only rescuing the child's life, the whole family is radically saved as well. And we heard um, a guy, Richard, who's, who was a sponsor child, we heard his testimony just last week. And uh, he's, it was just amazing. Like his whole family uh, got set free and saved and, and touched by Jesus. He's a senior pastor now. He oversees and trains uh, thousands of leaders. And uh, it's just such an incredible story. And so we get to be a part of that. So something else we're doing as well, so we've got our village in Thailand, but we're also going to be taking on another region uh, called Sumba. Now, Sumba is an uh, island off Indonesia, and uh, we've been invited to join with other churches in the Joondalup, Wanneroo area, and so our area is going to reach the area of Sumba. And so we're really excited to partner with that. We've got Compassion coming this year. We're going to open up an opportunity for uh, you guys to, to sponsor kids from that area. And then in 2022, we've got a church unity trip planned to visit, which is a lot more accessible, by the way, than trying to get to this remote village in Thailand. Uh, so that's what's happening with Compassion. Um, with our community events, our Christmas carols. Who came to our Christmas carols? We, uh, look at, we had about a thousand people there and it's just such an opportunity to connect with our community. And so this year, um, we're not going to be running our family fun day, but what we're going to be doing instead is we're going to, because Lions, the Lions group, they've been running a family fun day for 27 years here in Padbury. And so we thought, why double up and do the same thing? Let's just join in with them. And so we're going to have a stall there. We're going to be inviting them to our Easter services. Uh, we're going to be out there witnessing because we've got an unrestrained boldness, right? It's declared and released in the name of Jesus Christ. We're going to be sharing our faith, getting to know the people out there, inviting them to our Easter services um, and just being us. And so we're going to do that at our Lions Fair. And we're also partnering with Pabri PRA, the Pabri Residents Association. And we're going to do an Easter egg hunt this year uh, in one of our local parks in Pabri. And so we're joining with other groups to, um, to just really connect and build relationship. Uh, so we're really excited about that as well. So stay tuned for more details. 
But as we do these things, partnering with missions and connecting and serving our community, we are fulfilling the vision. We are advancing God's kingdom with the message of Jesus Christ in our city and across the world. When we use social media as an advantage to us, liking, commenting, sharing, streaming our live services like we're doing that, we're getting it out there on the worldwide net. What an absolute privilege that we live in this day and age to be able to get the gospel out on the internet. How awesome is that? So as we're doing that, we're fulfilling our vision. When we share about Jesus with people we know, in our workplaces, with our neighbours, with our friends, then we're fulfilling our vision. When we're giving into our Grace Church Building Fund, we are preparing the way for the future. Uh, our initial goal is to raise $210,000 uh, and that is a deposit for a loan. And, um, and we currently have $77,764 as we stand here today. So that's awesome. And so what has been honoured so far, so what's been pledged uh, last year is $34,015. And what's been honoured so far, just since November, what's come in is $12,490. So that's awesome. That's just in a few months. Imagine as we get released into a boldness in our giving as well, an unrestrained boldness to be giving. And so we project by November this year that we will have $100,000 towards our building. So we're so excited about that. So I just want to encourage you guys, and I know I took some time to go through that, uh, but what we do matters. What we, when you wake up and you're like, oh, what roster am I on today? Oh, I've got to get up at, at this time, do I? It's Sunday. Oh. Why did I say yes to that? <laughs> that is why, because you can forget, yeah. can't you? It's easy. I think Jake forgot this morning when he felt sick and he's like, why am I on setup? <laughs> when are you getting the building mail? <laughs> when God says, Jacob. <laughs> but we can forget, but that's why, that is why we do what we do. We are fulfilling the vision. What we do matters. It's changing lives and it's making a difference and we're going to continue to build on that in Jesus' name because our church is called, our mission is strong and our vision is clear. Amen. And that is worth celebrating, isn't it? It's worth celebrating. Yeah or but. No, don't you hate that? As much as we are fulfilling our vision in this church and as much as we are discovering our purpose and walking in our destiny and growing in God as much as we are giving and being generous. And we are. That, that's awesome. By November to have $100,000 for a church our size is awesome. As much as all that is happening, though, God's just getting started. God is just getting started. And to do all that he has called us to do and for you to do all that God's called you to do, he's saying this year, the year of 2020, we're going to have to step out as a church and as individuals with an unrestrained boldness that we would not be held back any longer because there's so much more to come that we would have the bold courage to do all that God is calling us to do. Not just, and sometimes, you know, it might look to other people that you're doing, that you're walking and stepping out in boldness, but you know that there's stuff still. You're doing some parts, but not all. And he wants us to work, to step out in all areas of what he's called us to do, that we would have the bold courage to take our next steps in him. And we all have next steps. And if you don't know what your next step is, 
then maybe go back to what he said to you last and then ask yourself the question, well, have I done that? Because the instruction has not changed. And you think you're just like, oh, God's not speaking. It's like, well, did you do what he said last? I know, I speak from experience. The same thing happens to me. So if you don't know what your next step is, have a think about what God said to you last and then ask yourself the question, did I do that? And if you didn't, step out in bold courage and do it in Jesus' name. I declare right now and release it over our church, unrestrained boldness for the year of 2020 in Jesus' name. You know, I believe we have everything we need. You know, God has given you the gifts when he formed you and created you. I think someone read it out recently in your mother's womb. I think you did Adele last week, such an awesome message last week. Uh, And don't miss next week either and bring your friends as well. But God, when he created you in your mother's womb, he gave you everything you need. You have all the gifts inside of you. And and if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're not lacking anything. And if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, you need to get up here this morning, up the front, and get filled with the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. You know, it says that the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit and stepped out in boldness. But we have everything we need inside us. What we need is boldness. What we need is to step out in boldness. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. The Bible says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. Hence the lion on our vision someday. It should be behind me, hey? There he is. He looks good, eh? Bold eyes. And so, don't freak out, but I want to do a little exercise this morning. If our ushers can quickly uh, hand out pieces of paper, if we can quickly... Where's um, Ash? Oh, Adele, would you mind jumping up just quickly if we can get these pieces of paper out? And I want to just do a little exercise this morning. It's just between you and God, so don't freak out. I'm not going to get you at the front. I know some hearts are beating right now. It's like I have to do something in church. What's this? This is new. (laughs) On the piece of paper it says this, what would I do if I was ten times bolder? What would I do if I was 10 times bolder? If you need a pen, we've got pens getting handed out too. And I just want you to take some time. Uh, Karen, would you mind just popping up? So you're like, yeah, get away with it. No, (laughs) I'll get you to do it later. Would you mind popping up and just playing keys for us, if that's all right? Thank you so much. Um, So I just want you to take some time right now and, and just think about what would you do if you were 10 times bolder and write it down. It could be one, two, three, four, five, however many things and just write it down. And Jacob said, and if you're really bold, you can read it out to everyone. I was like, no, we won't do that. (laughs) No. Just take some time with God right now.
just a few moments longer. And, you know, they, they don't have to be big, massive things either. You know, sometimes they're just small things. And you think if someone knew that I wasn't doing this because I needed new boldness, I'd be embarrassed. But sometimes that's what it is. This one, yeah. <laughs> we did this with our leaders on Wednesday night. And I have to say, if you wrote anything down on your piece of paper, then sadly, you have partnered with fear. Don't worry, I wrote stuff down too. And if this year is going to be a year of unrestrained boldness, then we need to partner with faith. We need to stamp out fear in the name of Jesus Christ because God didn't give us a spirit of fear but a power, love and a sound mind. That fear holds us back no longer. And I know it's confronting. I was confronted too. And some of my stuff was silly little stuff. It's like, Mel, why aren't you doing that? God said. And if I'm really honest, it's because of fear. I care what people think. I care about looking like an idiot. It bothers me. And God says no more. No more. For the year of 2020, God says no more. That I would step out, that you would step out in an unrestrained boldness, that we would have a bold courage to do all that God is calling us to do. So the list you hold and you have in your hand right now, it's a to-do list. This year, the year of 2020, we're going to be checking stuff off that list in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I wish I had my list. I've got mine at home in my other Bible because I'm that spiritual. But I need a piece of paper to hold. Something, yeah. That's all right. Now I've got this. But you know, boldness doesn't develop through wishing that you were bolder. That's not how it develops. Boldness develops through confronting your fears, through taking risks, through stepping out, through trusting in God, through being filled with the Holy Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you, the Holy Spirit to go before you. Boldness comes through obedience to God. And we can't wait until we feel like it. We have to step out. And that's when the power and the faith and the boldness comes. The disciples were bold because they relied on the Holy Spirit. They spent time with Jesus. They were no different to you and to me. They were ordinary, everyday people. Rosa Parks was an unknown seamstress. 
Nobody knew her at that time until she stepped out with a bold courage. Later in her life, she said this, I instantly felt God give me the strength to endure whatever would happen next. God's peace flooded my soul and my fear melted away. She said, all people were equal in the eyes of God and I was going to live like a free person. That's what Rosa Parks said. If the rest of the worship team can come up now, that'll be awesome. Thank you. Rosa had the courage to, she needed that day to step up and step out. And God is saying this year, the year of 2020 is a year where we'll begin to walk in an unrestrained boldness. That we understand the calling and giftings upon us personally, upon us personally and upon us corporately as a church as well. We have a unique calling upon our church. That we would be bold in who we are in Christ. That we would be bold to believe for the miraculous. That we would be bold in our perseverance. If, if that name in that soul focus box, if that person didn't get saved or is not saved yet, that you'd be bold to keep believing, that you'd be bold to keep believing, that we'd be bold in sharing our story. Fear holds us back to say, hey, this is what Jesus has done in my life. You know, witnessing isn't an accusation, turn or burn. That's not what it is. It's, hey, this is what Jesus did in my life. It's just sharing your story, sharing your faith. And there's nothing more they can say because it's your testimony. It's your personal experience that we would be bold in our giving this year, that would be bold in our service, that would be bold in our prayers. You know, my daughter, uh, Tiffany, she's four years old and, and she's been wanting to do dance class for I don't know how long. <laughs> like, we work, Friday nights we have movie night. We try to keep that, uh, uh, we try not to do stuff on Friday nights and the, the kids know it's Friday nights, Friday night tonight, which is uh, chocolate chips and DVDs in our house. And, uh, but Tiffany's favourite part is when the credits come on at the end of the movie and she does this performance for us all. She dances to the music and the credits. But anyway, we enrolled her in dance class and uh, she was excited. But the night before the dance class, she was in her bed and she started crying. She said, I don't want to go to dance class tomorrow. And I'm like, why? What's wrong? She said, I'm nervous. And I said, look, you'll be fine. It'll be amazing. It's going to be good. And, uh, and, and put her to bed. And the next morning we got up and she seemed a little bit better and she went to dance class uh, that night or yeah that afternoon and um, and she went in there and, and and I was watching her from the windows and you could see her take some deep breaths you know and uh, and but she participated she was watching she was a little bit on the sidelines but watching and participated and by the end of it she came out she's like I want to do that again and I'm like yeah that's awesome but I think it was just yesterday, she said, oh, you know when I went to dance class, mummy? I said, yeah. She said, as I was walking in and walking to my seat, she said, you know what I said to myself? She said, I'm not scared. I'm not scared. That's what we need to tell ourselves. I'm not scared. I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. Sometimes we need to talk to ourselves, talk us out of what the devil's trying to talk us into. We need to talk ourselves out of that and into what God's calling us to do. Amen. And so this morning, we're just going to stand up and we're going to grab those to-do lists, a little checklist for 2020. If you stand up, don't be afraid. It's all right. Come on. We need boldness. We're going to hold these lists in our hands and we're going to commit them to God. And we're going to pray the same prayer that the disciples prayed. And I'm just going to pray that now. So if you just close your eyes and hold that in your hand. Lord, empower us as your servants 
to speak the Word of God freely and courageously. Stretch out your hand of power through us to heal and to move in signs and wonders by the name of your Holy Son, Jesus. Lord, we just break fear over our lives right now, Father God. Lord, we release and we declare an unrestrained boldness in the name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you for bold courage in this church, Lord God, and in every single person, Father. And I pray that you begin to minister and speak to your people, Lord God, about those things that are on their list, Lord. And that you, and you've already given them everything that they need, Lord, but that they would step out in what you're calling them to do, Father God. You know, on Wednesday night, we prayed for our leaders. Actually, before I go there, I just want to stop right now. And if anyone does not has not entered into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, I want to give you an opportunity right now. It's the best decision you'll ever make. I did it in a drug rehab at the back end of Esperance on a farm and uh, never looked back since. Had my up and downs, but never looked back since. So if you want to make a recommitment this morning, if you want to begin this journey with Jesus Christ, if you're online listening, then just put your hand up in the air and we'll pray for you this morning. I see that hand there. Good on you, Cameron. I see that hand there. If there's anyone else here this morning, I see that hand there as well. That's the best decision you'll ever make. Good on you. I see that hand as well. All right, let's pray, church. So if you pray this prayer, you speak it out, believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. The Bible says that you'll be saved. Today's a special day for you. Lord, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for me. I ask that you forgive me my sins, wash me clean, and today and the rest of my days, I choose to live for you. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that for the very first time, today is a very good day for you. This is the start of a life with eternity with Jesus. And the angels are rejoicing right now in heaven. Today is a good day. Let's clap and celebrate, church. That is awesome. Now, the rest of us, and and you guys included, welcome to the family, by the way. Welcome to the kingdom of God. This is so good. Now, on Wednesday night with our leaders, we anointed with oil. We prayed over each leader. We declared, we prophesied, we broke off fear, we released people into their destinies and boldness. And we want to do that this morning. If you're bold enough to come up the front here and receive prayer, our leaders here are ready to pray for every person that's in this building. We won't stop until everyone's done. But that's what we're going to do this morning. If you want to come up, the team are going to worship and then we're going to uh, worship and, and continue on in that. And if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit either, you need to get filled with the Holy Spirit. That Jesus said to his disciples, don't do anything. Stay here until you receive the Holy Spirit. I'll send someone else. I will not leave you as orphans. We need to, the Bible says you lay hands and and Jesus will fill you with the Holy Spirit and we'll do that. So let us know if you want to get filled with the Holy Spirit this morning. And so we're going to begin to to pray. We're going to worship. If you don't want to come up, that's fine. Just worship. You can go get coffee if you want. That's fine too. Do whatever you want, yeah? All right, let's go. Thank you, Jesus.